To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Tuesday. First with yesterday's news, I'm Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Monday. Um, and Luxon's State of the Nation speech. I think Hawkesby was a fan of what he had to say about the wasteful government spending. Uh, she'll outline that for you shortly. Uh, we've got we've got transport policy and transport policy U-turn. I don't know if you call that road rage. What is road rage? Of course, is this terrible situation that's you know resulted in an alleged murder. Um, so that's very bad and then Marcus is going to finish up with some very serious cat band talk but before any of that yes uh, so back to Luxon and national, the National Party uh, this family boost thing good idea and they also don't have the luxury of time to be faffing around checking out just how good the provider is when you're working long hours for low wages time is a very precious commodity that fewer and fewer people have so Absolutely. I liked I liked Christopher Luxon's speech. I like the fact that he believes in New Zealand, that he believes that we'll get our way out of the trouble that we're in because, because of who we are, you know, playing into that New Zealand daring do number eight wire innovation and hard work and enterprise. And I did like the particular comment he said, whatever we want, our standard of living has to be earned. Only a strong, competitive economy can afford the services that New Zealanders expect. There is no entitlement, no automatic right to live as a first world country. Amen. As I've been reflecting on this uh, family boost thing, over the last day or so, uh, there's a lot to be. It's occurred to me there's a lot to be said for uh, a good name for a plan. I think it's probably a good name. It's a catchy name, and it sort of encapsulates what they're trying to do. Is it the best named plan since working for families? Is it actually that different to working for families? Ugh, throwing that out there. Anyway, uh, Kate Hawksby, I think, likes the idea of taking away some of the waste, wasteful government spending on things like consultants and putting it into things like families. I mean, I've thought a lot lately about how insular we've become and our little atoll at the bottom of the world, introspective and tucked away, you know, happy with mediocre, happy to bumble along despite outcomes in so many areas reaching worryingly low bars. It's almost like the lower the bar, the less we care about it. But it's all ambulance at the bottom of a cliff stuff. You know, the government waits until truancy and attendance levels are terrible before trying to act. Waits until the health sector is absolutely diabolical before trying to fix it. Waits until productivity is really low before trying to address that. Waits until immigration settings are bordering on ridiculous before adjusting them. Wanting, waiting for public transport to become virtually unusable before we pay attention to it. I mean, that seems to be the norm these days. But the head in the sand, no worries, mate, approach, I don't think it's worked. 
And I don't know how we got so stuck in it. So to hear Luxon talk about becoming the best we can be, you know, aim higher, want better for our kids, the stuff of aspiration and positivity, I think that's where he's tapped into a lot of good, hard-working Kiwi sentiment. You know, calling out the gravy train and saying that comes to a stop under national. I mean, that'll be music to the ears of hard workers. Disappointing, of course, for those who enjoy the gravy train ride. But whether this all resonates with voters, of course, will be the true test and I guess a poll will be out at some stage capturing the impact of his speech and whether he's hitting the right notes or not. But he seemed relaxed and confident. And though he's not going to set the world on fire with his oratory skills, as long as he keeps making the right noises in the right directions, he may well be on to a winner. He is relaxed and confident, but I, I still do wonder if he's just a little bit too relaxed. Um, and then if he does indeed have a pulse, that, that, I'm still not entirely convinced about that. But, you know... Let's not peak too early, right? Um, there should be plenty of fodder, uh, of ammo, when we get stuck into the government with this whole uh, transport policy and then transport U-turn thing. But the thing is, he backpedaled on this so fast, he left mistakes all over that media statement. Petrol exercise tax. We are still work through the full extent. Investment in transport infrastructure too in order to catch up. That's the kind of fast, <laughs> that's the haste with which they wrote this thing and didn't proofread it. And while he was happy to talk about all of this stuff at five past seven this morning, he doesn't want to talk about it anymore, does he? We asked him to come on the show so we could ask him, why have you changed your mind suddenly, Michael? He said, no, he's not coming on the show. Of course he had to change his mind. You could see that coming a mile away, couldn't you? I mean, he is so out of touch with the rest of us on planet Earth. You go out and ask Kiwis what the number one priority should be for our roads for the next years, 10 years, they'll probably say, fix the potholes, duh. And if they don't say that, they'll say, repair the roads that have just been taken out in a magnificent way by Cyclone Gabriel. And if they don't say that, they'll say things like, build more fast highways like the Waikato Expressway or make roads safer. But build cycleways and reduce driving? I really doubt that's in the top 10. He had to change his mind. Because if he didn't, it would cost Labour votes at the election. Because this is exactly the same kind of nonsense that Jacinda's government pulled on us. It left her trailing the Nats in the polls for so long. You know the Prime Minister got on the phone after that story in the Herald. You know that he dialed up Michael and said, now, Michael, let's talk about this. Because Chippy wants to win the election and he doesn't need Michael's cycle lanes ruining Labour's chances. Hence the U-turn. Petrol exercise tax. Man, that, it does sound like a very hastily performed... Uh, fast and the Furious style U-turn, doesn't it? Or is that the petrol that you put in your exercise bike? Is that what? I'm not sure. Wow. Crazy times, eh? Very crazy times. Uh, Speaking of transport, the road rage thing. Oh, my God. What's wrong with us? Did the guy look crazy? (laughs) Uh, He he was definitely on something. You reckon? Um, Yeah. He was, I mean, he was swerving all over the road beforehand, so I was trying to get away from him anyways, but, you know, I, I, I should have been paying more attention, but there's there's no excuse for coming and trying to instigate violence in something as simple as a traffic incident. No, I know, but at the same time, what is, would he be capable of doing the violence? And the main thing is he's probably intimidating. He's like, you know, thinking this guy's going to want money from me. I don't want to pay money for, for to him. No way. If I go up there with a knife, he'll... he'll, he'll um He'll back down, and, and, and I presume you would, except, of course, you got the dash cam, and away you go, click, click, hello. be nice if the cops followed up, and I, I agree with that. Um, but 
But there's a there is a don't you agree, Ryan? That there is a thought that if you are the biggest, you know, the biggest swinging dick, you're going to get away with murder in this country. I do. I completely agree. Um, you know, it's little guys like me. I mean, not just you know in the um, no, what's the word? And not not just metaphorically, but literally. I mean, I'm a small guy, mm. and so big, and uh, they feel like they can get away with it. Yeah. Are you allowed to say biggest swinging dick on the radio? I hope you are, because I've just said it on the podcast now. Oh, crikey, I've dug myself a hole there. Uh, we're going to finish up with some cat band talk. This comes up every now and again. This is one of those sort of, you know, it's old chestnuts in the rotation. Should we ban cats? Uh, Marcus doesn't think it's going to happen, I don't think. By the way, in Australia now, they're doing, they're getting tough on cats. You can't wander if you're a cat anymore because they kill so many of the birds and like the native uh, like little bandicoots. There's going to be a cat curfew. Cat curfew down under. Australia has ordered moggies to be kept indoors to stop them wiping out native species with 27 animals already driven to extinction. I wonder how they've managed to do that quite seamlessly when we struggled. Because I remember Gareth Morgan wound everyone up, and in fact, um, it's always uh, everyone's always ridiculed the idea. But Australia seems to maybe they value their uh, biodiversity more, but yeah, no one here seems to be keen on that at all. In fact, in any groups that I've been involved with, anyone, every time anyone mentions like a cat grandfathering out cats or whatever they call it, people think, oh, well, we can't do that because the Facebook pages will lurk up and our meetings will be dominated. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a while before they ban the cats. They're just certain cats, aren't they? Like, unfortunately, we, we used to have two cats until just recently and then the, the good one died and the horrible one is still alive. And it was supposed to be the other way around, but that hasn't worked out well at all. And I would, it's, I would e- happily ban the horrible one, who for some an inexplicable reason does not like me. I'm the only person in the house that she doesn't like. Absolutely hates me, likes everybody else. Well, what's that about? So ban that cat, but don't ban all cats, because some cats are nice, aren't they? Cats are just being cats. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, you just be you, and we'll all be each other uh, tomorrow. We're going to see you back here again for another new Twitter thing. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.